Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So on a human level, you guys know I'm not going to say anything to you. You know that. So please, leave my family in peace and let this all play out, okay? So let my kids come home and you stay away from them. Because they ask me, mommy, what, like, what are these people doing? And it's a very hard thing as a mom to try to explain. So please, go home. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, our pop culture roundup and Real Housewives of Miami recap. I was just scanning the notes for this episode before I hit record and I realized that everybody that I'm about to talk about either is going or should be in jail, so... More on that in a second. Um, gosh, who should I even start with? I guess we'll start with Jen. We'll start with Jen Shaw, our little Bravo update. So it had been r- rumored and reported that she was going to be doing a one-on-one interview with Andy, um, talking about what I'm not really sure, but uh, that has been scrapped officially. And Jen issued a statement, an official statement, in fact, titled, Official statement from Jen Shaw regarding one-on-one with Andy Cohen and Bravo. So she says, On January 6th, I stood before Judge Stein and asked him to see me, not as a fictionalized character, but as the real Jen Shaw. I am now at a point legally, emotionally, and mentally where I can answer some questions and provide a few unknown details about my case. I want 
to, excuse me, I want and need to share these critical facts. I owe it to those that love and support me to hear the truth. I will not be doing the one-on-one with Andy Cohen and Bravo because of their unwillingness to remove contractual provisions that would allow the network to legally make misrepresentations of me and my story relating to any and all topics prior to and during the course of my participation. This specific one-on-one interview was not part of my uh, reality TV contract with Salt Lake City. I promised myself and my loving family that I would not allow this portion of my life to be sensationalized or inaccurately conveyed. To many people, too many people have been hurt by my actions and my inability to control my own narrative. Okay. Um, I would rather remain silent and wait until I'm able to accurately share my story than continue having to, excuse me, than continue having complete lies and misrepresentations about me smeared across the headlines. I intend to speak and you will hear from me. I will share my story in this painful part of my life very soon. Jen Shaw. Okay, then do it. Like, nothing's stopping you. Hit record on Instagram Live and just let it go. (laughs) Like, clearly you want a deal. Clearly you want to be paid for this. Clearly, whatever narrative you were going to be putting on, they didn't agree to. And you were like, oh, I can't actually control this? Well, I'm not going to do it then. But here's the thing, baby girl. Um, No outlet is going to let you control your narrative. If you think Bravo isn't going to, do you think 2020 is? Girl, be for real. <laughs> like, I don't know what she's thinking, but um, you might want to, I don't know, DM Jason Lee and see if he can do something for you with his new show. Uh, but other than that, girl, I don't know who's just going to let you, uh, you know, say what it is that you want to say and not the actual truth. Because why would anybody stop you from telling the truth, Jen? Everybody wants to know the truth about what happened. Tell us what happened, but you're not going to do that. So sorry. And here's another thing. Like they can only do so much. If you just sit there and tell your absolute truth with nothing else, then there will be no room for them to misrepresent you at all. Right? Like just tell the truth. The fact that you think that there's such a risk of that means that you weren't even going to, you know, be honest about it to me. Right? (laughs) This reads to me like she got the questions beforehand and it was like, "Uh uh-oh, no, thank you. (laughs) They're not going to just let me sit here and cry and talk about whatever the bullshit was going to come out of my mouth. So I'm not going to do it. So anyway, sorry, girl, you just (laughs) fumbled a bag. Because Gail King ain't going to throw you the softball questions that Mr. Andy was going to, okay? Lest we not forget, (laughs) let the record reflect. The Gail King had uh, Robert Kelly ranting and raving. And throwing around folding chairs when she was asking him some direct questions. So you should have thought about that one, girl. And speaking of people ranting and raving in the name of uh, criminal justice, prison reform, I don't know. You guys, the conservatives have gone full prison reform in the name of Todd and especially Julie Christley. If you guys don't know, they just entered their respective jails. I think Julie's in Lexington, Kentucky and Todd's in Florida. I don't know. It doesn't matter. He's in prison, but um, yeah, these people on social media, whoo, if you want to watch people start to get it, watch the people who are in 
ardent support of the Chrisleys on Instagram, TikTok. I mean, I saw, I showed Liz Bentley a video the other day. Somebody was playing gospel music, a CC Winans song, for those of you in the know, in the background of her almost in tears talking about how unfair it is that Julie Chrisley is in prison, how unfair it is that she's in there longer than uh, Josh Duggar, or maybe that Todd's in there longer than Josh Duggar, which is fair. But I mean, the way these people are making these, like, like I said, they're just almost getting it. Like they're not quite there, (laughs) but you're seeing it of like, this is wildly unfair. This is a gross overcalculation of, uh, you know, this is a really long sentence, all things considered. There were no uh, victims in this crime. So why should people be rotting in jail for this long? Wow. So interesting that you didn't think about that when other people sit in jail, but something about Julie Chrisley not being able to get that three-inch barrel curl in her hair every day is um really upsetting and triggering to people it's so interesting i will say that moving on you know with today's lineup it was really hard to choose a girl of the week um but elizabeth holmes come up welcome to the stage i got something for you (laughs) this just really made me laugh so short long story short apparently so she got uh sentence in January of 2022, right? Or she got convicted in January 2022. She got sentenced in November of 2022. However, it just came out that the uh, former Theranos uh, CEO booked a one-way flight to Mexico after she got convicted in 20 January of 2022. Um, this is according to a filing from the U.S. government just recently um, via ABC News. So, uh, she got a sentence and I can't remember exactly the date in January of 2022. However, she and her husband, the government found out, booked a flight for January 26th. So they were like, girl, you can't book a one-way flight to Mexico right after getting convicted of federal crimes. Don't you see that that's a really bad look? So the funny thing to me is that she, obviously, they had to cancel her flight, but Her husband went, he went to Mexico and didn't come back for six weeks. (laughs) Are these people married or not? Like, what is happening? What is going on, girl? Girl, (laughs) did you think that might be incredibly transparent? (laughs) Dummy. (laughs) I wasn't even going to talk about this, y'all, but you have to find this video there's a man, uh, let me pause and look up what his name is. Okay, this man's name is Brian Walsh with an E at the end, W-A-L-S-E-H-E. And um, he is from the Boston area. He allegedly murdered his wife. And you'll uh, understand why allegedly is a real light in this instance, but I'm just going to use it because I'm not trying to get sued. But um, allegedly he killed his wife on January 1st. And um, he has pled not guilty. However, they have a pretty, I would say, tight case against him um, because they just looked over at his activity online and his searches. 
Um, even if they didn't have this, they do have the evidence that he went to Home Depot and bought $450 worth of, you know, uh, cleaning products, buckets, mops, a hatchet, goggles, things of that nature, uh, you know, at the, one of the largest corporate stores with plenty of cameras of, uh, in the entire country. But anyway, even if he didn't do that, he went on to search for several things after this uh woman poor thing was murdered do you want to just go a quick list of what he searched you guys how to stop a body from decomposing 10 ways to dispose of a dead body if you really need to how long for someone missing to be to inherit how long for somebody to be missing to inherit how to throw away body parts how long does dna dna last um, there were questions about luminol, which if you guys don't know, luminol is a kind of light device. It's kind of like a, like a, a black light, but different. It searches, um, where blood has been <laughs> in crime scenes. Um, can identification be na- made on partial remains? How can you be charged with murder without a body? Can you identify a body with broken teeth? I mean, it goes on and on and on. It is unreal. Um, There were searches from prior to her death where he was asking about divorce. I mean, to watch this man, not only to to hear the searches, and like I said, there are many more, but to watch this man in the court hearing this read back to him, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable, the audacity. All right, we got to switch topics. And I think at this point, like... I have to talk about George Santos. So if you guys don't know this man, he has been uh, getting the headlines damn near every three hours at this point with uh, the lies, the lies, the lies. So if you guys are not into politics, if you're not American, George Santos is just newly elected congressperson. He represents um, part of New York, like the Long Island, Queens area. Um, but this man is a lying ass bitch, like a stunt queen that had I known about this man during my stunt queen series on Patreon, I would have, he would have been the crown princess. I mean, I cannot believe what is going on with this dude. So George is a Republican. He is, I think like 35 or something. Um, he is, uh, just, he's from Florida. He's got Brazilian immigrant parents. Um, and other than that, he basically is just like a fucking liar. There's really no way to confirm anything out of George until he gets caught in a lie. So let's just run down the list of the lies that this absolute wild person, you know, I've said it before and I say it again. I don't want to be like redundant here, but I just don't understand how you can be so ambitious and put yourself in a position where you're going to be constantly vetted and your background is going to be constantly looked at. Somebody is going to catch on to one of these really large lies that you tell. I don't know how you live your day to day, not thinking like, Oh, how the fuck am I going to slick Willie my way out of this one? And that's just for one lie. I'm about to tell you about 13 of them that go back years, years, (laughs) Starting in 2008, this is not in chronological order because there are just so many of them, but like, 
I, it doesn't even matter. They're all just like varying levels of deeply depraved to OMG, what is wrong with this person? Um, so starting with this one in 2008, George was charged with fraud by Brazilian prosecutors for stealing the checkbook of a man his mother was working for and then spending nearly $700 using the stolen checkbook and a fake name. He admitted to this in 2009 and then again in 2010. Then he moved to the United States and stopped responding to authorities in Brazil. Um, They didn't know where he was. And so they've been just kind of like, well... I guess he got his way out of this one until everything started circling back when he his name started getting more in the news for being A, a congressperson, and B, a lying-ass bitch. And then, so they interviewed him at one point and were like, hey, we heard about these charges that are going on in Brazil. Do you want to comment on that at all? And he says, I'm not a criminal here, okay? Not here or in Brazil or in any jurisdiction in the world. However... The prosecutors have said that they plan on recharging him with fraud. Another layer of this is a lot of these lies could or used to be or still can be found on his personal website, in his biography, Twitter tweets that from years ago um, that are still up. I've seen them with my own two eyes. So unless they got deleted in the last 48 hours, they were still up as of uh, January 21st of 2023. Uh there were admissions, well, not admissions, um, what do you call them, claims on his end that he uh, worked for Goldman Sachs at one point, also Citigroup. Neither company says that they have any record of him being employed there at any point in time. He did, however, work for a financial uh, firm called Harbor City. I think this was maybe in New York or Florida, I'm not sure, but he said, but this company happened to be accused by the SEC of running a Ponzi scheme that was later shut down. Um, According to CNN, George says that this company was 100% legitimate and he has nothing to do with it. But there have been many accusations of fraud, uh, fraudulent documents made on behalf of this company or, or by this company. He also claimed to graduate from Barrett College, which is in New York and NYU, where he claims to have gotten his master's. He, the man has not even attended a college. Not, not even that he's not a drop-off, dropout. Didn't even attend one in the first place. But he even took that lie of going to Barrett College further by saying that he was the star of the volleyball team. Like he's fucking Jesse Spano from Saved by the Bell. And that he, quote, quote, you hear me? Slayed the Yale and Harvard teams during their games and how he could have played basketball, but he chose to go to volleyball because it was easier for him. How he sacrificed both of his knees for the love of the game and he got knee replacements because of it and how seriously he took it. Didn't even attend a college. And yet here he is. Girl. Here's a real wild one, um, is that he claimed that his mom died uh, either on 9-11 or because of 9-11. It varies. The story has varied. So 
it seems like he claimed that his mom was working in the South Tower in 9-11 and that she died. Then he later, later makes claims that she actually died from cancer as a result of the exposure from being there during the time and that she ended up passing away a few later, a few years later because of it. Um, this is claims that he made on his congressional website biography. And here's the thing. Um, not only was she not there, she wasn't even in New York. She was fully in Brazil at the time. And, um, hadn't, she applied to come to the United States in 2003. And as part of that application, she said that she had not even been in the United States since 1999. So, <sighs> George. So, like many liars, George Santos didn't always go by George Santos. He went to his by his roommates uh, by the name of Anthony DeVolder. Um, this was a middle name that he had. So his ex-roommates knew him as Anthony. They claimed that he stole a bunch of shit from them, including a Burberry scarf that they say he then wore to a Stop the Steal rally where he claimed his unsuccessful 2020 bid for office had been stolen from him just like the presidential election had been stolen from Donald Trump. <laughs> Baby... Like, what is more delusional than thinking that Donald Trump didn't it actually won the presidency than by comparing your situation to his? By the way, you guys, I have been laughing. And this is so morbid. So if you guys knew from uh, back in the crazy days, Diamond and Silk, those ladies with the very stiff wigs that used to um, shuck and jive for Donald Trump and wear thick-ass glasses... They, one of them died. Diamond died. Okay. And so they just recently had her, um, funeral. They had it on Saturday night. Uh, the claim is that Diamond died. I think they're saying that she died immediately, um, after getting the COVID vaccine. I shouldn't laugh, but like, girl, come on. Okay. Okay. She's dead. Okay. Um, so they had her funeral now, keep in mind, Diamond and Silk had been on the campaign trail, been to, I don't know how many events. Like, if I know this, then Donald Trump, who was in these rooms with them, taking pictures with them, should also know this. He got up on that microphone and said, I don't know, Silk. I just realized that I thought I knew both of them, but it turns out I only ever knew and spoke to Diamond. I did never had a conversation with Silk, but she seems like a nice lady. Dog. Uh, <laughs> Those women, like, I can't, she, and the brain worms, I can't imagine the absolute lickings that these two women have taken. And one of them dies, so the grift is really up now. And then this man that you've been getting Subway uh, gift cards from, 15% off coupons from, uh, for the past four years, is like, oh, I actually have never spoken to you before. Huh. Ever? <laughs> and you know and that's what you get you know like let's really think about this she has spent years of her life and he got on the microphone and said I don't even know you girl <laughs> like it, it's embarrassing as it is to be a Trump supporter it's even more embarrassing that he doesn't even know you 
and didn't even realize that he didn't know you. Oh my god, girl. Anyway, um, in 2016, George, uh, who was still going by Anthony DeVolder at that point, he, this is, I mean, along with the 9-11 one is like the truly the most depraved part of uh, all of these lies, hooked up with a homeless veteran, an unhoused veteran who had um, a service dog. That service dog developed a life-threatening tumor and needed surgery upwards of $3,000. So George or Anthony connects with this uh, veteran in order to like set up a GoFundMe and appeal to donors on his behalf saying, you know, dear all, when a veteran reaches out to ask for help, how can you say no? Um, the funds were raised. And then where did Anthony go? Disappeared. Disappeared with the money. The dog eventually dies in 2017 of the cancer. Um, no, neither George or Anthony, whoever he wants to be called, nor his attorney responded to comment about that. <laughs> Jeez. Then, in 2016, he claimed that he had lost four of his employees in the tragic Pulse nightclub shooting that happened in Orlando. Um, And according to the New York Times, not one, not one of those sweet, poor victims were under George's employ at the time. Never. I mean... To what end? To <laughs> 2021, when he was campaigning, he said in a campaign video that his pa- grandparents survived the Holocaust. Several months later, he spoke to the Jewish News Syndicate saying, I'm very proud of my grandparents' story. Um, he claimed that they fleed Hitler. He also spoke to Fox News Digital saying that he... Um, it was talking about, you know, being the descendant of World War II refugees or the survivors of the Holocaust um, going on. Of course, he does not have uh, these people in his family. No, no descendants, no Holocaust survivors in his family. Uh, no sign of Jewish or Ukrainian heritage in him at all. Or any indication um, of any name changes along the way that might lead to uh, that sort of lineage. None. None. Multiple genealogy records indicate that his grandparents were born in Brazil. So. (sighs) There is also a lot of financial uh, nonsense happening. So apparently there is a $200 uh, campaign expenditure cap. Where if you spend over one ninety nine ninety nine, you have to report uh, what you're spending this money on. Of course, the FEC has found that there were thirty seven different charges of one ninety nine ninety nine. So you know he doesn't have to report where it was. He has spent thousands of dollars at some Italian restaurant. I think twenty five thousand dollars. You know, using these one ninety nine ninety nine charges <laughs> as some of them, like shady, 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 shady lady. What are you going to do? Why is this man still in Congress? There was also claims that he had um, been using robocalls claiming to be Kevin McCarthy, using an impersonator claiming to be Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> And then, of course, Kevin found out. And, like, please don't let me be on the side of Kevin McCarthy being like, that's really fucking weird. Please don't do that. 
<laughs> so we're going to keep a George watch, uh, George Santos watch update every week because I just feel like the lies are going to keep rolling in until somebody figures out a way to get this man out of Congress. Jeez. Y'all know. Y'all know I had to end on the Baldwins. What a... What a week it's been for them, as as usual, as usual. Um, this girl, this girl. So let's start with the serious stuff first, right? I, we've been watching this Rust situation since Alec uh, unfortunately shot two people, killing Helena Hutchins, injuring another. Um, there have been rumors of charges potentially being filed against him, and they have officially come. The Santa Fe District Attorney Mary Carmel Altwees says that Alec has been charged as both an actor and a producer on the movie, saying that he pulled the trigger as an actor and had a duty to make sure that the set was safe as a producer. Because of that, Alec has been charged with involuntary manslaughter for the shooting death of Helena Hutchins. He will not be charged anything for um, the injury that he uh, gave to that other crew member. Hannah Gutierrez Reed, which was the film's head armorer, was also charged with involuntary, involuntary manslaughter. And they both faced a maximum of five years or what, like, 13 more babies if you're Alec in prison if they're convicted. Um, so the attorney for the Hutchins family, Brian Parrish. So if you guys don't know, at first there was, okay, so Helena has, you know, a husband, Brian, and a son. And in the immediate aftermath of this, uh, Brian and Alec had some sort of mea culpa. Brian was given executive producer credit on the movie and they worked things out. But something happened along the way to where Brian switched his tune immediately and or like completely and was like, fuck this guy. We don't support him. He's like a piece of shit, whatever. So I don't know what happened, but things uh, have broken down immensely between them. So his attorney, Brian's attorney, um, who, sorry, the attorney's name is Brian. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he represents the, the, the uh, Helena's family. So they spoke out and said, we want to thank the Santa Fe Sheriff and the district attorney for concluding their thorough investigation and determining the charges for involuntary manslaughter are warranted for the killing of Helena Hutchins with conscious disregard for human life. And then they go on to say, our independent investigation also supports charges are warranted. It is comfort to the family that in New Mexico, no one is above a law of above the law and we support the charges. So, you know, my opinion on this is a little bit complicated, I guess. I mean, he, he did it. He shot her. He should have been more careful. I understand that there are uh, things in place, protocols and such that should prevent such a tragedy like this from happening. However, I think even if there is a chain of command, every link has to make sure even down to the actor from the armorer to the set person to, you know, whatever the chain of command is to make sure everybody needs to make sure you can't just say, Oh, there's this whole like chain. And when it comes to the actor, they're all, they have like no responsibility whatsoever. Cause at the end of the day, they have to pull the trigger. And I don't mean personally, 
only speaking for myself because I don't want to be that kind of person who's like, oh, well, if it were me, like, well, why didn't he do what I did? You know, because I think that's a real prevalent thing that happens. But personally, speaking for myself, I would be like, How, can, can I just like shoot one into the, the ground real quick just to make sure that everything's loaded? You know, shoot a hot six into the I don't, you know, whatever the protocol what might be. I would just be like, I need to know for myself. However, um, where Alec, I think, fucked up is by saying that he has no responsibility whatsoever and he did not do it. Like, he just straight up said, I didn't do it. But you did. You absolutely did. Like, you did. And I know that that has to be a really bitter pill to swallow. But you, you, got, you might want to swallow, my boy. <laughs> Which leads me to Hillary. Hillary is up to no good as she usually is. And um, now that I'm hearing more about the story, I'm actually more grossed out by it than I would have been uh, had I not known the full thing. So here we go. Because I was just making jokes. And I still am. But like, I'm now a little bit more annoyed about this. So on Friday, Hillary was out and about right outside of her apartment, um, grabbing coffee with her bodyguard, the paparazzi's around. Now, this news came out about Alec getting charged on, what, Thursday? So for her to be out um, in oversized sunglasses, getting coffee as if she doesn't have it in her multi-million dollar apartment or anybody to go get it for her in a big (laughs) oversized sweater that says empathy on it I mean you guys have to go back and watch these videos so she goes out there her hair's blown out she's got these liquid leggings on like she knows that she's being watched these paparazzi are like unlike you've ever seen before or heard before because they they're there because they're there for the story of Alec, hoping probably to catch Alec for a statement or whatever because of what just happened, right? But here we get Hilaria acting like she needed uh, coffee at whatever in the morning with with her bodyguard. Um, people are barely touching her, not touching her at all. I'm scared. Please, please don't touch me. I'm scared. Oh, I've got to get coffee. And then... She Oh, so while she's at the coffee shop, somebody goes, why would you need to get coffee right now when you know we're all outside? Why would you do that? Exactly, girl. She did not like that question. At that point, she kicked up that little, what do you call that little door jam thing? Because the door had been uh, open. She got real pissed about that. At one point, somebody asked her, how do you pronounce cucumber? Which is a... A throwback. Just if you don't know, just look up Hilaria Baldwin Cucumber, okay? Which leads me to uh, part two of her shenanigans. So she is by herself with the bodyguard getting the coffee, right? So she already knows what it is. She already knows that the paparazzi are out there. She already knows how many of them are out there. She already knows that they're waiting. Fully aware because she saw it with her own two eyes. We're behind that big ass sunglasses, okay? Um, so then she comes back down with baby number six, seven, three, nine, eight, two, one. I don't know. Um, strapped to her chest, got the baby Bjorn, right? Full 
I'm a mother. Okay, so she goes out there with the baby. She throws this bag into a car that's waiting. The street had been shut down, by the way. <laughs> the street had been shut down for this car, for Alec Baldwin's car, so that he could get out, right? Um, throws the thing in the car, and she's got her baby. <laughs> please, please, my baby, please no. Please. So she's t- guiding these camera people, these paparazzi, over around the corner from the entrance that she just came out of, right? Of her building. Come over here. Y'all, what I did not see, this really cracked me up, is at one point when she's getting the cameras, camera people to go over there, she goes, Venaki. <laughs> Venaki. With every step she took, the accent got more and more thick until finally she gathers all these paparazzi and is like... And with my baby. And I have seven children. Please. Please leave them alone. Don't ask them any questions. And they, they, they come to me and they're like, Mommy, why, why are they doing this? And I don't have any answers for them. It's a very difficult thing to answer. So please, please leave us alone. I feel sick. I feel sick doing that accent. <laughs> how does she? Hillary, how do you do that? How do you sit there and pretend like you're Latina? Not even Spanish. It's like, I don't even know that her accent really sounds like a Spanish person from the European country of Spain as she claims to be, even though we all fucking know that she isn't. (laughs) Oh my God. If you guys don't know this full story, I did a whole, like, several-part series, and I don't mean to plug, but I'm going to, a several-part series on my Patreon about Alec and Hilaria. Um, God, maybe this is 2021. It's thorough. It's thorough. Um, so I would implore you to check that out. However, um, Hillary, why do you sound like that? Okay, so this is what fucks me up. She finishes her little speech in which she chastises everybody for talking to her children. Oh, by the way, I saw a video where you could see the kids. They're, nobody's saying anything. Not like nobody's speaking to the kids or only asking questions to Hillary. They're not speaking at all. It is silent. Nobody's even trying to engage with these children. Not saying a word. Um, so... What I didn't know is that she was using that as a distraction to get Alec into the car so that he could drive off. So she goes back into the, uh, the New York Post uh, reported this. When she goes back into her building, she gives the doorman a high five and just starts laughing. So here's what I think is so disgusting. Like, how dare you use your children and to try to shame people and to act like, oh, it is completely, um, I- I'm just shocked that you guys would be out here after my very famous actor husband just got accused of involuntary manslaughter. Like at some point we have to understand that like, it is what it is. People are going to be interested in your story and nobody like to put it gently, like y'all know what I mean? Like nobody gives a fuck about the kids. You know what I mean? Like no, there, nobody's trying to like be terrible to these children. You know what I mean? Like nobody's doing that. They want to ask Alec, how do you feel uh, just 12 hours after you got a charge for involuntary manslaughter? I think at some point we have to be a little bit more understanding. But to me, like, I do not like when people use their children um, <clears throat> as, like, a defense against your behavior. I think that is so 
fucked up and vile and it's just like ew like if she could not be attention seeking and gross enough like ew ew shame on you to use your children to like make us feel bad because he shot somebody (laughs) like sorry girl you should have thought about that before you had 50 11 kids okay that's not our fault we don't have to take that on sorry (sighs) do i have anything else to talk about Venaki. Venaki. Unbelievable. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the recap of Real Housewives of Miami. Bye. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know... When it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Nicole sent me something. Nicole? Yeah. How random is, is that? that? Where's that from? I don't know. What does he say? He says your name on that? Oh, wow. Okay, that's nice. You so didn't maybe get it's this. a good step towards your friendship. Oh, invitation. To where? I, I didn't get help. I get one out. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fake one of all? Take a good look. What? I'm so confused. What is fake? The fakest one of all. Take a good look. I see who you are. Do you see yourself uninvited to our engagement party? No. How f***ed up? Wait, 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 wait. Larson? We'll just see if they get married. Hi. Before we get into the episode, I just feel like we should talk a little bit. I'm going to let you in on you know, giving you some insight on what it's like to be me on a day-to-day basis as somebody who is always right. 
Um, I have been telling you guys that I love Dr. Nicole. I've been saying that I think she's not only a good woman, but a good housewife. And I feel like a lot of y'all were sleeping on her, but it, it appears that uh, on this episode, y'all, it clicked and I'm happy. So, um, you know, you think... Or one might think that, you know, when you're always right, it's like a nice life, but it's actually, you know, there, there's a thorn in every rose, you know what I mean? And I've just been like patiently waiting and, you know, speaking my piece, but been quiet and frankly humble in my opinion about waiting for you guys to catch up to speed as to where I was. And, um, it took longer than I thought, but I'm happy that you guys are here. So welcome. Um, there's coffee and little donut holes in the back and just sit down and let's get comfortable because we're going to have a good time with her. Thank you so much. Anyway, let's get into the episode. We start off with Larsa. Larsa Pippin. Larsa, do you know who I am, Pippin? And uh, Dr. Nicole still engaging in a tete-a-tete, if you will, uh, where Dr. Nicole is simply like, you feel weird about me not wanting to uh, have you come to my house despite the fact that I don't know you. And Larsa's like, who are you to invite me into your own home? And on top of that, I heard that you fucked every doctor in the hospital on some Grey's Anatomy shit. And, you know, I don't judge you for that. So let's talk about it. Nicole's pissed. She says in a confessional, how dare Larsa make a comment as if I'm doing anything inappropriate at work. I went to school for so many years to be a doctor, to take care of patients. And this comment is coming from a lady who sells her feet for $5 on the internet. Now, to be fair to everybody, I'm not really sure how much Larsa sells her um, feet pics for because it appears that she's one of those OnlyFans accounts, not that I would know, that gives you a free subscription and then you have to pay for like actual content. Um, It's like a pay-per-view sort of thing. Um, Seems like she doesn't have too much for somebody who's that successful. We're looking at... 44 pictures and 16 videos that's it and like 15 59 posts how much money could she possibly be making off of this anyway i just wanted to read her um biography because this really cracked me up hi i'm larsa a lot of you know me as a reality tv personal personality maybe even the former wife of an nba legend and i know every one of you knows me as a ceo of my stunning larsa marie jewelry line girl (laughs) no we don't that's definitely like the third thing by a long shot by a long shot girl probably wouldn't even register to most people Anyway, Dr. Nicole says to Larsa, this is what you do. Use moments when things get uncomfortable to pick out some random fact that's never been substantiated that could be detrimental to somebody's reputation. I'm thinking, those are a lot of big words for Larsa, but I think she got it. But Larsa just says, well, you pick something uh, to judge about me, right? So Larsa claims in a confessional that she was mind boggled which probably happens a lot for you, girl, but mind boggled last year when Nicole didn't know who she was before inviting her to her home, because in her words, I've been friends with this group for a decade. 
I was married to a very famous basketball player. Maybe she didn't know who I was as a person. And I don't know, maybe she's just really insecure and not sure of, you know, what's going on in her home. Like, I don't know. First of all, we're not going to pretend like Larsa didn't fuck off to LA season one in pursuit of Chloe, Kim, Courtney, and the, the gang and uh, come have to take her fake ass back to Miami because they left her high and dry. I mean, even Jonathan is still friends with them somehow. But I would just love to be in Larsa's mind for three to five seconds like in her mind Nicole didn't invite her to her home and give her a beverage because she is jealous that she was married to Scottie Pippen and also might be insecure with her marriage with Anthony or her relationship with Anthony what Nicole says in a confessional I just didn't know who Larsa was like I didn't know her I knew her but I didn't know her that's it that's I didn't know her from a hole in the wall the only thing I knew about her was from the media and from her being married to Scottie Pippen but I've never met her so why is it so weird that I would want to get to know somebody before hanging out with them the Marisol comes over at the end of this and she's on team Pippen saying well I was just really shocked Nicole when you said that that you didn't want to invite her because you didn't know her. And then later on, Gertie and Kiki, they've moved venues, Larsa and Nicole, to a different part of the store. Kiki and Gertie are now just standing on the sidelines like, "Mm, (laughs) what are we talking about? I'm in it, but I'm not in it. Larsa tells Nicole that she thinks she's fake. And then she tells Nicole that she wants to move forward with her. To which Nicole says, you just called me fake. How am I supposed to move forward with you when you just called me that? <laughs> Great question. Then Dr. Nicole says she basically feels like Larsa deflects whenever something's going on with herself and however she might feel, whatever insecurities are going on with her, she throws them at other people. And she's like calling people aggressive when she's the one who's been the aggressor to people. Calling Nicole fake when there's a lot fake about Larsa. Anyway, um, elsewhere in the party, Adriana tells Lisa, oh, I know this guy. He's a big time, whatever the fuck in, in Miami. And he says that you make him weak in the knees. And Lisa's like, girl, I'm not even thinking about that. She says in a confessional, I've been with Lenny for 15 years and I wouldn't even know what it would feel like or look like to be with somebody else. And you know what? I guess I'll just have to think about that because I only want to be with Lenny, but Lenny doesn't want to be with me anymore, which is sad. (laughs) That's a sad thing to say, like on many levels, on all levels. That's, that's really sad. Anyway, um, fortunately for her, it appears according to page six that she, knows what it looks like and probably even knows what it feels like at this point to be with somebody else other than Lenny and uh upgrade girl. If you've not seen him much better, much better. The new man doesn't look like he has a head shaped for cheating like Lenny does. You know what I mean? And also Lenny has that body. That's like, ugh. <laughs> how do I say this? It's like, uh, 
men of a certain age, like you can't be that smooth. Like you got to let the waxing go because there's something about like an older man's body that just gets very like round and the skin gets very taut. And so now you're trying to act like you still have the skin or the hairless chest of a 15 year old, but you're on like a 50 something year old's body and it just looks weird. Okay. And that's my truth. And it definitely doesn't help when you're sitting under that Florida sun for how many years without any cream on. As we've seen, if that's what Lenny's face looks like, God help us with chesses. I mean, truly. Not to be mean, but, you know. Just the fact of aging. I'm not getting any older, okay? Your girl's about to be 30. Oh, I can't believe I'm saying this. About to be 37. What? You guys know that people turn 37? That is crazy to me. I'm going to tell you guys something. I never saw a life after 28, not like in a morbid way. Like I just, in my young mind, could not conceptualize what happens or what would happen in my life after 28. So I've basically just been running on fumes for the past almost nine years. Uh, You know, I'm waking up. So yes, we'll just keep doing it. But, you know, I'm not sure if I'm doing it right, but I'm here. So anyway um (laughs) uh what happens after this oh my god oh gertie boring sorry gertie but like this is boring i do not like watching an activity i don't want to play a game i don't want to play a game with you i don't want to be at home while you guys play heads up certainly don't want to be at home while your husband just plows through a bunch of star wars is it called heads up i don't like games really they're not really my thing I play enough of them emotionally in my real life. I don't really need to like hee hee and ha ha over some guess who or whatever the fuck after that. No shade. It's just not my thing. I'm a very cynical person. But anyway, um, I didn't want to watch it. What happened in it? Oh, Manu, this man that I guess is Gertie's assistant or something, barely speaks. But he had a joke. He had a joke when um they were going through the movie category and horrible bosses came up. He said, oh, Gertie, you should know what that is. <laughs> Well, what's happening with Manu? Is he okay? And then to make it worse, Julia was toting around another animal um, that had service dog on it. I, you know, I'm I'm very like over Julia and these animals as accessories at this point. But she did actually have a good storyline. I was just very distracted by the dog. But she was talking to her friend LaSalle, or stylist, who, uh, He has adopted children with his partner and uh, wanted to talk to Julia about how to go through it, what to expect, those sorts of things. How you should expect the uh, repeated house calls that these people are going to make. And they're going to want you and Martina to be there. They're going to want you guys to be there separately. They're going to ask you a lot of questions like, are you trying to fulfill something in your life by adopting a child? Or you mentally fit for something like this? And um Julia says that she and Martina decided that they wanted a kid who's older, three and above, and how those are the kids that are most often looked over and how it's scary what's going on in her life. Because first of all, she and Martina started their relationship in Paris where people were a lot more accepting. They moved to Miami and people are freezing when she uses the phrase, oh, my wife, right? They don't accept it. 
On top of that, Ron DeSantis's old stupid ass has that don't say gay, whatever the fuck. And, you know, that makes things a lot more complicated and I'm sure terrifying for same-sex couples in Florida as if they don't have enough to go through. Okay. And then we move on to Larsa. And she's in the kitchen with uh, Scotty Jr. or Scotty Jr. I'm not really sure. But honestly, it's just so surprising to me to watch Larsa do normal things like um, have children, have conversations, cook. I don't know why all of that just <laughs> just so strange for me to watch Larsa do that. But it is. I, I don't know. But uh, so Gertie comes over to have lunch and at first she's telling larsa about her conversation with russell in the wake of lisa's divorce and what she could do for him and how she could pour into their relationship and then uh they start talking about what the hell happened at alexia's party with nicole because i just hopped in on it when you were calling her fake so what happened girl um larsa says well i'm just hurt I'm just really hurt by Nicole wanting to know who I was before I came into her home because I've heard things about her. (laughs) What is the justification for that, Larsa? Like, this bitch is hilarious to me. (laughs) She's so, like, she's truly the walking definition of be fucking for real. Like, what is she doing? I'm laughing. And I think it's funny to watch. But, like, if I were Nicole, I would be the fuck infuriated with her. Speaking of Nicole, she and Anthony go out to eat to basically talk about what happened and their upcoming anniversary party or engagement party, rather. And I would just like to say I tweeted um, the other day that I would not be opposed to being in a threesome with Anthony and Nicole. But I would like to amend what and explain really what I meant. They're a threesome couple. And this, I think in my opinion, is something that every couple should strive to be. Not necessarily that I want to be in a threesome with them, per se. I'm just saying that, like, if things were to move that way, if we were to meet at a lounge or something, and, you know, we were having a nice conversation, and the drinks were flowing, and, like, you know, if it happens, it happens. I think that they would be very, probably very chill about it, and we could probably have brunch the next day or whatever, right? they're just the kind of couple that's like oh they're good looking they seem like cool they're like fun and you know I just think it wouldn't be weird they wouldn't make it weird right not that I really want to you know somebody who says that they don't want to I had a lot of details about how it would go down and I recognize that but still so again like I wouldn't necessarily I don't necessarily want to bust it down for either one of them but I would Now, I, I think feel like I've put my foot in my mouth. I feel like I have. <laughs> but I, I have no shame about that. I just meant that they're not creepy. Anyway, I'll stop talking about it. So, uh, Nicole says to Anthony, my new boyfriend, that um, she has been juicing to get ready for the engagement party. And Anthony seemed to not know what juicing was. He's like, what does that mean? You drink, you've been drinking juice? Is that what you're saying? She's like, yeah, Anthony. I Yes. <laughs> But anyway, she starts talking about like how their parties are always at a 10 with their party planner. And we see a flashback where she's designing this party and how it should go. And I'm like, Lord, please don't tell Sandoval that this lady has access to some sort of um, 
alcohol huffing machine in which you could inflate little balloons that have uh, liquor mist in them and they get you drunk for 45 seconds, like a whippet or something. Not that I would know, but um, interesting. Interesting. Speaking of whippets, you guys, do you guys know that Drake from Drake and Josh has really been going through it? Or was it Josh? That I was too old for that show. Drake? Yes, Drake, right? He has like a serious huffing problem and I think he might be in rehab now. But like there are hella pictures of him in the car huffing with his kid in some of them. In the car with him. The kid's in the backseat and he's just like huffing away for like 15 minutes at a time. That is wild. That is wild. I hope he gets better. So Anthony asks if Nicole's dad's going to be there. And she's like, well, listen, I invited him. I think he's coming. But I did kind of tell him, hey, this invitation is for one. Meaning not your girlfriend. But Anthony says, I hear you. But I just think, listen, if she comes, maybe we should just let it roll off her back and not react in the moment. And just have a nice time, right? So Nicole says, listen, I want to forgive my dad, but it's like he's got this hierarchy of like getting fucked up, his girlfriend, and then his family. And I'm not sure if the getting fucked up is number one or number two, but I know that I'm at the bottom. Then we move on to Larsa. And Dr. Nicole's like, you know, still really stuck on what she said at that party and it was really hurtful and I felt like Larsa was being really cavalier and reckless now that I think about it and I feel like she's got no boundaries and there's no moral compass guiding Larsa she'll just say and do whatever the fuck she wants to deflect off of her own securities so Anthony says well she's got some gall because Larsa will literally say anything and not think about the consequences like she does not look about at anything past her big fat butt <laughs> so nicole just had to look down like i'm not gonna respond to that and anthony goes Uh-oh. <laughs> like the face he made was like oh i think that was maybe too far <laughs> then nicole continues to go on in on larsa like she's never had to work for anything everything that she's made has been on the back of somebody else and Anthony is like, yeah, Larsa is who she is as a result of who she married. And you don't see her changing her last name after she got divorced, right? Um, Clearly, her maiden name doesn't mean anything. It's completely irrelevant. (laughs) I think Larsa gets jealous when anybody else has something else going on for them. So Nicole reveals that she just decided to reflect Larsa's behavior back onto her. And Anthony goes, what did you do? So then let's kick it on over to uh, Casa de OnlyFans, where the concierge is coming up and saying, oh, knock, 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 ding dong. I've got a delivery from Dr. Nicole for you, Larsa. <laughs> Beautiful black box with a black ribbon on it. What could it be? Gertie's still there. She's like, oh, is this an invitation? I hope I get one. I don't think you do, Gertie. I don't think you do. <laughs> Larsa sits down and she opens it. And then she goes... Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fake one of all? Take a good look. I'm so confused. What does this even mean? So then Gertie has to get up to read it because Larsa seemed to be having some troubles. So she goes, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the fakest one of all? Take a good look and see who you are. Do you consider yourself uninvited to our engagement party? (laughs) 
So Larsa puts the mirror down and goes, well, I guess we'll just see if they get married. Is that all you got, girl? She uninvited you to the party for saying that she busted it down for every surgeon, doctor, <laughs> GP, in in the whatever Miami hospital that she's into. Uh, but you're like, oh, well, I think she's not going to get married. We'll see if they make it. Does she want Anthony? I think this might be. It's giving. Because she's been saying, I don't want to be with a basketball player anymore. I want to be with somebody else, like who works in tech or whatever. I think that Anthony is the kind of guy that Larsa wants to be dating, but she can't. She can't. So I'm like, let's just, should we be honest for a moment about Larsa? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Because the truth is that she entered the game. And by the game, I mean of being a wife and girlfriend of a basketball player, some sort of, sort of baller in a very different landscape. We're talking 20, almost 25 years ago where it was just, you know, the game was different. And I'm talking about the basketball game. I mean, the WAG game, very, very different than um, where they are now. So Honestly, she was right and smart to try and get out of the field of dating ballers because all she can really get, no shade, is these younger dudes who are very new in the league who just want an Instagram baddie at their arm. This is not going to last. You think her relationship with Michael Jr. Jr., Michael Jordan Jr. Jr. is going to last? No. No. This is a good look for him, he thinks. That's what he thinks. And like the pool of men around her age that are going to want to date Instagram baddies who are her age and not the much younger pool of women who are much thirstier and not been uh, exiled by the Kardashians. Girl, it's probably about five dudes. Probably about five dudes. Sorry. And I bet not one of them is in Miami. Not full time. Not full time. For Larsa to get what she wants, and I mean this wholeheartedly, I think she needs to move up to Atlanta or New York. I think that's the only way it's going to work out for her the way she thinks. Anyway, back to the show. It's time for the party. And as they're getting their glam done, Gertie FaceTimes Nicole. In a confessional, Gertie's like, that took balls. That took cojones. Like, I was really shocked that Nicole had that in her. She didn't tell me about it. So I'm now sitting there with this weird-ass moment. And I'm like, WTF? What is going on? <laughs> so Nicole tells her, I just didn't want 
to get in between your you and your friendship with Larsa. So I figured I wouldn't tell you that I was disinviting her. I just didn't, you know, sorry, I didn't give you the heads up. Security says, you know what, that makes a lot of sense because I was just kind of feeling like roadkill over there. And she's saying, I'm thinking you're inviting her to something. And until I hear mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fakest? And I'm like, uh, what's happening here? So Nicole says, well, she is fake. She's fake from head to toe. And Gertie goes, oh, Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. <laughs> then a confessional, Dr. Nicole says, you know, I think that's my charm. Being a subtle bitch. And you know what? That's exactly right. Everybody else is getting ready for a fabulous night out in Miami. And here's Larsa in that those Amazon leggings. You know the ones. And, and the little matching bralette. And she's wiping dog muck off of her white couches. Saying in a confessional, I'm just really happy. That I don't want to be there. I don't want to be in Nicole's party. I'm just going to be there with people that I love. Doing the things that I want to do. Just on my hands and knees. In that empty penthouse with the dogs behind a cage. That's what I'll be doing. So Julia gets to the party first. And she tells Nicole about how she and Martina are have made the decision to adopt. And then Kiki shows up. And I totally forgot that Kiki and Julia aren't speaking to each other. And that Julia in, disinvited her from her uh, farm to glam. Whatever the fuck party that was with the goat with the pampers on. <laughs> And so they're not speaking to each other. And Kiki's keeping it real cute. Like, hey, Nicole, happy engagement. I got you a present. Oh, let me go talk to Anthony. Bye. And then she says in a confessional, you know, I'm just going to pretend like Julia's not there. And I'm going to give her the model, the model wave or whatever the fuck she said. You know, just the model look. You flip her hair. You do a little look and you walk away. Unfortunately, Kiki flipped her hair right in the direction of Nicole's dad, who is, uh, well, he's a tiny man with some large sunglasses, and he's a creeper. Honestly, he reminded me a lot of Aviva Drescher's dad. What was his name? Ugh, the creepo. Do you remember? I Do you guys remember when he told Ramona that when he died, he was going to have a boner waiting for her in his casket? Uh, who? What? Yuck. He's grabbing, back to Dr. Cole's dad, he's grabbing Kiki's hands and talking about, I love you when you call me Big Papa. Like, yuck, bro. <laughs> Please stop. Marisol arrives in a pearl headband and white. Just a white dress. Now she is pulling up to the party like, oh my God, nobody told me it was a, a black tie affair. Why didn't I know that? Girl, even if it wasn't, I think you should know not to pull up to any sort of uh, marital event, an engagement party, a rehearsal dinner, the wedding, in a head to toe white outfit, girl. Like, I think you know enough about that. Marisol gets one look at Dr. Nicole's dad and is like, I like him. He reminds me a lot of the guys that I grew up with in the 80s. <laughs> she says she says in a confessional, you know, Nicole's dad is two foot two like Nicole. He's got sunglasses on inside. And I'm like, okay, that's a typical drug dealer look. He's taking me back to the old school Miami. I love it. <laughs> so she goes up to Nicole's dad and is like, I took one look at you. And I thought, this is a person I want to hang out with tonight. Because you look like a lot of trouble. 
Speaking of trouble, Alexia then pulls up and she's trying to stir shit between uh, Nicole and her dad by being like, oh, tell us what you really think about Anthony. Which, of course, fortunately, he loves Anthony, calls him a gentleman and a scholar. (laughs) Then Alexia says in a confessional, basically, she feels like Dr. Nicole just needs to get over it. All of her issues with her dad, just get over it and focus on the positive. And if Nicole would just focus on the positive with her dad, she'd probably be a lot happier. Girl, Alexia, please, I don't like to tell people to seek therapy because I think it's rude but like you might want to talk to somebody I just feel like she's been in a lot of shitty relationships with men and she's just of the mind of just like shut up and take it and look at the bright side and I'm not really sure what the bright side of Nicole's father is because most of the time he seems drunk which like you know given what we see of him later doesn't seem great Oh, also, Adriana tries to kick up a storyline by showing up with Terry, uh, that French guy that Alexia claimed is married with children, and, and the, the files have not been uh, updated on MiamiDade.gov, at, per her. <laughs> the fact that she went to that website, um, yeah, per her, per her viewing of it. So he is there with, Adriana tells us he gave her the official divorce decree with the stamp on it from the courts or whatever. So she's bringing Terry to this party so that he can show Alexia and the rest of the ladies that it is legit. It (laughs) truly legit. And he goes, the drinks better be worth it. Worth me doing all this. So finally, Nicole's dad makes his way over to Nicole and Nicole says in a confessional, I'm glad he's here alone, but kind of seems like we're getting into the drunk zone and I didn't want him to get there. So he starts talking to Nicole about how blessed she is to have him in her life. And he goes, you know what? Now I'm going to tell you a secret. I don't think I've ever told you, which is maybe the last thing you ever want to hear from your uh, volatile family member (laughs) who struggles with substance abuse. I think we've all got one who's like, you know what? Right in the middle of your engagement party, I'm going to tell you a big family secret. And then he goes into Nicole's ear and he starts whispering, you know, he's never going to be like me, like Anthony. Anthony's never going to be like me. He goes, one day he may come home at 11 o'clock at night and say, Nicole, listen to this. And Nicole goes, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I actually don't want to hear this conversation right now. I'm, thank you. <laughs> she just walks away from him. So as Nicole's walking away, she's walking to the group because the rest of the ladies have all gathered up to talk about the fact that Larsa has been disinvited. (laughs) And so Nicole goes, listen, if you guys, if she's going to make up stuff that's ridiculous, I'm going to reflect it right back onto her with a ridiculous and comical disinvitation. So Nicole then tells the ladies that Larsa has a tendency to come up with these reckless and wild claims about people, and she's not the only person who's had it done to her. So we see the flashback where Larsa is accusing Lisa of renting out her house on the weekends to pay for her mortgage, uh, Julia making out with some dude at the Four Seasons, uh, calling Adriana bipolar several times over, and now she's doing it to Nicole. So Nicole says... Larsa is an arsonist. She'll just throw those matches wherever, see if they catch fire. And the truth is, I never insulted Larsa. So Alexia has been looking confused this whole time. Like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't really believe what's going on here. And she tells Nicole, well, 
you did tell her that you had to check her before inviting her to your home. And that was insulting. So Julia actually sticks up for Dr. Nicole in the name of solidarity over disinvitation, <laughs> disinviting people to your home. And she's like, honestly, I wouldn't have invited uh, Larsa to my house if I didn't know her either. So Nicole tells Alexia, you know, it's not uncommon to not invite people that you don't know to your home. You know that, right? And Alexia goes, well, yeah, I just, I just thought it was really uncool. That's my opinion. Sorry. So Nicole says in a confessional, Larsa did come to my house, just to be clear. Like, she did come to my house, and I didn't even have to Google her. Like, she's all over the internet. Like, does anybody Google who the Kardashians are dating? No. You just find out. Same thing with Larsa. Like, now I know she's dating Michael Jordan's son. I didn't have to Google that shit. Did you Google that shit? She's talking to the, the cameraman right now. <laughs> did y'all have to Google this shit? No. But you know, that's my whole point. So then Nicole tells Alexia, people don't have the right to talk about people and lie about them in a manner that affects their career. So Alexia says to her, Nicole, in Spanish, where there's smoke, there's fire. And at that point, I would have lost my shit. But Nicole kept it incredibly cute and was like, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. But when Nicole says, I don't agree, Alexia goes, well, just don't don't address it then don't pay attention to her so Gertie says in a confessional okay now I'm understanding why Nicole's mad I'm understanding where she's coming from because she's got somebody coming for her livelihood it's really different and a lot more impactful than you know when Larsa just called her fake like I get it so of course Alexia says in a confessional well I just think it's really uncool and like why did you invite Larsa in the first place if you didn't want her there because she didn't know that like I, Alexia P- thinks that she catches people and shit, and she's not. It, like, she was perfectly invite- fine inviting Larsa uh, before Larsa said that she was busting it down in the ER for everyone to see. There's a very distinct, diff- like, pre and post <laughs> when I would have been okay with her uh, coming to an event celebrating my life, some lifestone happening, milestone happening in my life. Duh, Alexia. But then Kiki says in a confessional, well, I don't think those rumors are true. I mean, who has time to sleep at the whole hospital? <laughs> so Dr. Nicole has to explain slowly to Alexia, um, hey, there are real consequences to Larsa saying that. And I can't just sit back and accept it. And if Larsa wants to come to me with proof about what she's saying, then I'll accept the accusations. But there isn't any proof. So Alexia goes, well, why would Larsa even do that then? So Nicole goes, because that's what Larsa does. When Larsa gets upset about whatever, or she's uncomfortable, she deflects because she doesn't want the heat on her. So then Alexia goes, well, everybody in this group deflects. We all do it, okay? That's not a thing. She's so dizzy. She's, like, such a dizzy bitch. I I can't not with Alexia. Like, you really, like, which way is up with her? You think that, like, she really thinks that she's doing something right now and she's making some kind of point. Wild. Wild again. I, <laughs> she's so, so wild. So at this point, Nicole has to explain, listen, the job that I have has a code of conduct and if I don't adhere to it, there are, like, I could be fired. This is, like, for real, very serious. And 
So Dr. Nicole starts to get a little bit upset at this point. And Marisol's sitting next to her and she's trying to do like, oh, you know, shoulder pat, woo, 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 it's okay. So Marisol is like patting her shoulder and Nicole's like kind of brushes her off like, no, don't do this to me. Like, I don't need to be coddled or like soothed or whatever. I'm actually pissed. I'm really upset. And then Marisol now is per- taking that shit personal. She's like, oh, oh, she brushed my hand away. Oh, no. I can't believe she would do that. And she says in a confessional, I, at this point, I just wish that I had been un- uninvited to this party. Like, Lars is lucky to not have to be here. <laughs> okay. So, she God, she really doesn't like Nicole. Now that I'm thinking about it, she tried to do that stupid party last season. Like, oh, uh, let's play the game of everybody go around and say, who do we trust the least? And I will start it off by saying that I don't trust Dr. Nicole. <laughs> she's wild she's wild so alexia's only response to all of this is that you know at the end of the day anybody can say whatever they want about anybody else and then she just shrugs (laughs) what (laughs) even despite your very real reasons for being upset we can all just talk shit and say whatever flies out of our mouths okay Deal with it, girl. Deal with it. We could just lie. We could just make up whatever fucking lie we want. Okay? Why are you so upset about it happening? <laughs> if it wasn't true, then you wouldn't be upset about it, right? <laughs> okay. We'll remember that for next time you get upset about something, Alexia. So Nicole clocks it so correct in a confessional. She's like, where do we draw the line? If the tables were turned and this was Alexia in this situation, I know she would be bothered. So then the episode ends with Nicole getting up and getting right in Alexia's face, not super aggressively, but enough, and tells her, you know, the day that you guys work for something for 20 years and is displayed, like, and somebody comes for you who has never had to work for shit in their life, you're going to be pissed. And then she walks away. And then we get a to be continued. I just, I fuck with Nicole so hard because she makes sense. I mean, at the end of the day, we have to speak facts. And Alexia living in the world of we can all just say whatever the fuck we want about anybody else with no proof or consequences. And you're just supposed to shut up and take it. (laughs) And if you get upset about it, then it must be true. What? Shut the fuck up. Anyway, okay. That's it for this week. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you.